0: Well, I don't know about us, but it seems like just about everybody and their mother got the memo to be going down by the river. The last two days, man, the American River has been packed. and nobody honoring social distancing. All getting a little love in the outdoors, but dear God, they might be throwing this virus around too. My apologies to the world, Auburn may be the source of uh, a good bit of spread, so um, at least there we've said our apologies, so let's move on, but uh, all right, y'all, here we are again. We are, what day? Six, day seven, God, I've lost track, I don't even know anymore. Things are, uh, things are happening quickly around us, very quickly. We got a ton to talk about. Um, oh man, where to even start? Well, uh, first off, just a quick shout-out. Thinking about my great-aunt Sez, who I understand might be listening to this from time to time. And you know what really sucks? What really sucks is that the one thing, like this could all go down and I think it would be fine with Sez. I mean, she doesn't want to see anybody hurt, of course. But the goddamn Dodgers aren't playing. You know, and as much as the Dodgers are like a four-letter word in my house, you know, the one reason I want to see him play and the one reason I want to see him do well, not as well as the Giants, of course, but is because says. And so that's, I think about, there's no radio, no TV, and man, that just eats at my core. But, uh, and also, big shout-out to Abulita who I understand has been listening a little bit. We miss you. We hope you're good. Uh, Always thinking about you and um, your granddaughters know to be reaching out to you on a regular basis. So, uh, but most important, we got a little bit of an audience here and we might have a little bit of a call in today. First, to my far left, we got the beast, the brute, the destructor of worlds, lover of horror films, and strange pillows <laughs> surviving exclusively on macaroni and cheese, avocados and beans. Do not piss her off. She's got way too much rage in the cage. My love, Harper Lule. <laughs> and then to my immediate left, we have coming straight from her mother's vagina. <laughs> Screaming upon birth, where's my stand mixer? A baker and not a faker, an athlete with a touch of lazy, lover of rats, Ew. <laughs> big rats, Ew. the one, the only, Abigail Jeanette. Ew. And to my right, the sassy, strong, and super sexy lady, lover of feral chickens and messy kitchens. <laughs> Facing the world, even though she's growing out her bangs, <laughs> the one, the only, Nurse Nettie. Woo! I know her! <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. So, guys, how you doing? What's been going on, man? I mean, there's like <laughs> a whole lot and then not a lot. Like, how? tell me, tell me, what's been going on? Lule, what's been going on? Lots of
1: crazy catastrophe.
0: Yeah. What's one good thing that you've, that's happened for you in the last day or two? I got to
1: sleep until 1130. You got to sleep <laughs> until 1130.
0: That's, yeah, that's, and that, when did that end? Today. 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 So we've instituted a mandatory 9 a.m. wake up every day. We're going to get a good bit more regimented here. Uh, we believe that this is going to last for a while. We're pretty much playing this out like this could last for the next year. And so we're starting to design our lives in a way where we can, uh, roll with that. But being disciplined, but also having fun. So, sleeping in. Abigail, what about you? Something positive that's happened over the last day?
1: Uh, getting to do a bunch of, like, outdoor stuff with you guys. Like basketball and hiking sitting
0: outside, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, we've been doing some outdoor, outdoor stuff, which has been super cool. Mama?
2: Um, I actually had a really nice weekend. I've been a little bit jealous hearing all these people talk about all the great family time they're getting. And between work and school, my days have been about 14, 16 hours long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's been nice. We went on a hike yesterday, just me and the girls. Enjoying this beautiful weather. Um, We've been playing games. We played basketball. We played battleship. Um, So it's been really nice to have this family time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think so too. Um, You know, for me, it's the realization that while this is causing havoc and carnage around the world, this could have a positive effect on families and on communities. Kind of just reminding us. Stripping away all the distractions and all the bullshit, and, and just reminding us like what's really important and what's most important are our, our family, um, our ability to just be still sometimes, and to just look upon those we love, you know, with no distractions. And so that's been something that's been kind of cool for me. But um, yeah, I've,
2: and I've been seeing it everywhere we go like, families spending time together. Um, hearing it from friends, and so I think we talk about, you know, the earth being repaired with less traffic and smog and all of that. I think family time is actually kind of healing, too, spending all this time together, less distractions. Yeah. It's good for kids.
0: Yeah. It's just at what cost will that come, right? So We're talking
2: about the positive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is a yin and yang, you know, Uh, so... But just quick update for those that haven't been tracking it, uh, obviously cases have jumped dramatically. Uh, We have about 335,000 cases uh, worldwide. Currently, there are 32,500 cases in the United States. Unfortunately, New York is accounting for about half of that right now. Uh, They've seen 4,800 new cases uh, within the last day. Um, that's obviously a function of increased testing. Um, we're seeing this thing blow up and, uh, you know, yesterday I was on a mountain bike ride and, you know, it was great to get outdoors, but I felt a little panicky at times because I was literally riding through packs of people. Um, my sense is that this thing is, is going to go where we felt like it was going to go. And, um, so the National Guard has been mobilized in New York and California. And was there one other state? Washington. In Washington State, um, which is definitely a precursor to, I hate the, using the phrase martial law, but we might see some, um, some rights restricted temporarily. Uh, you know, it's, God, there's a whole host of... Social and political dynamics there that we need to keep our eye on, but that's for another another episode. So um, we're hoping things turn around. We really are, but uh, it's going to be a while. Lule, what's up?
1: What's martial law?
0: What's martial law? That's a very good question. good question. Martial law is when the military takes control of a situation. Actually, it can be, I believe, the military... The pre Now I believe it's the President or the Congress the President, Congress, or a Governor can declare martial law, which means that the military or the National Guard working with government is in control, and they can say that the rights that we enjoy every day, the right to travel where you want to travel, to stay out as late as you want, to speak whatever is on your mind, uh, to gather together with friends, they can put a pause on those rights, uh, if they feel that it's in the interest of, um, of the society. So it's, it has happened a couple times, um, in American history on kind of a small scale. This may, to my understanding, be, would be the largest version of that. Um, I do not foresee us declaring martial law for the entire country. I think it would be state by state, but um gosh, we are truly in uncharted waters uh, yeah. with that
2: and it, what I think that would look like for us if we had if that we we're under martial law is that it would making people you know not be out and about unnecessarily and also prevent people from breaking into stores that are closed and things like that. Mm -hmm. It's called rioting and looting.
0: Yeah. And, you know, on that front, talking about people breaking in, we've just had the conversation. You know, we live in a rural area, right? I mean... Frankly, we have not been the most secure here. Sometimes we leave our garage door open at night. We leave the keys in the car, which we shouldn't be proclaiming these things publicly. We don't uh, anymore. (laughs) Um, You know, we are extremely vulnerable because we we live in an area where we can often get away with that. Well, that's changed now. Uh, We're locking our doors. Uh, We're locking our cars. We're conscious of those that are going to be coming onto our property. Um, I'm going to lock the front ga- or close the front gate, which we never use um, at the end of our driveway. Um, des- people, as we've talked about, uh, people are going to become desperate. Um, incomes are dropping. Accessibility to food may very well decline. Uh, people may not be able to get the kind of care they need at the hospital. Um, we've seen this happen in many other countries. When society starts to break down, and while I hope to God it doesn't happen here, we may very well see it. But that's where we're going to stay strong as a family and get through this together. Lou? Has um, uh, anywhere
1: been put under martial law?
0: Yes, I believe in the, in the, was it the War of 1812, I read um, there was a situation in Louisiana where they declared martial law. Um, I believe around World War Two, it may have happened. Abs, do you I think, have?
1: I think she asked, "Has it happened like in for this situation yet yeah. in any state?
0: Oh, for this situation,
2: or
1: any country?
0: Maybe. No, it has not. But the first stage of that is mobilizing the national guard, which is like the military, but they're designed to protect us internally, where like the army, navy, air force, and marines. They're required to do all of their work outside of the borders of the United States. So who knows? This is the first step theoretically in martial law being, being established. So anyway, um, so we have a number of things we want to talk about, but we might be bringing on a special guest here shortly. Um, but what do you think of our new home gym, guys?
2: it's awesome. so sweet i might stay sane
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know thanks to the generosity of our dear friends at raw fit training uh we were able to borrow some equipment boy we got bosu balls uh kettlebells dumbbells uh the rower, uh, the rower bike. Uh, a bike uh oh, dumbbells, gosh yeah the
2: everything jump ropes, handle
0: bands jump ropes the whole deal so we've We've turned our little space uh, in the guest house into uh, one hell of a gym, so that'll be uh, that'll be fun, and we get to have PE every day in there Yay. because I am your PE teacher, uh, amongst other things. So uh, so that'll be that'll be an absolute treat doing that. But um, you know the one thing I want you guys to think about on the positive note, is what good will come of this, like we were talking about? And I really want to hear from you girls, not right now, but just something to think about. Is what are the good things that are going to come from this situation? You know, and I know that's hard to see sometimes, but we might having some, do some writing about that or just exploring it a little more depth. Lou? Uh, The question
1: you asked?
0: Oh yeah, did you have an idea? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, good. I
1: think after this, People will be a lot more prepared for the next crazy thing happens.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, very true, right? We've never really had this happen before, so nobody really knows what to do right now. But the next time it goes down, we'll
1: be more
0: prepared. Hopefully. Hopefully we learn. So um, anyway, um, so we're going to jump into a very, very special guest. Well, how frustrating is this? Man, we just recorded like 25 minutes with, I mean, an absolute COVID-19 expert. And because Wi-Fi sucks, none of it kept. So, you know, if not, if we aren't having enough Struggles and uh, challenges, technology comes in and gives you a good swift kick in the butt. So, we're going to try to find a way to get this person on again uh, in the not too distant future. But in the meantime, uh, we're going to talk about a few things that uh, caught our attention. First and foremost, for me, I, I say this I am fully biased, I have an absolute agenda the goddamn peace corps i don't know if anybody heard but all peace corps volunteers were recalled from all of their global assignments brought back home they were then designated as cos as close of service so not only were they brought home they were then uh, their assignments were eliminated they're given 2 months worth of health insurance They're given $5,000, I believe, and they're told to, best of luck to you. Um, These are people who now have to go back into communities that are experiencing an explosion of coronavirus, where for most of them, they would have been safer in their rural communities. Uh, But what I see this representing, possibly, and I hope really this is not the case, is the long agenda to disband permanently the Peace Corps. Um, because these people will not be returning to their assignments, essentially there are no assignments worldwide. And I'm going to tell you what, and I say this as a full-blown patriot, the Peace Corps has far greater positive impact on the ground floor of communities around the world than does the military. I served two and a half years as a Peace Corps volunteer. I get no veteran benefits. I get nothing. No preferential hiring. I get no preferential access to colleges. But I did what I believe to be some pretty substantial work in improving the perception of America, in creating meaningful bonds with community members and community leaders and local and even national governments. And then we're gutted. I don't think that makes sense. But is this a priority issue right now? No. But is it one that caught my attention? Absolutely, yes. So another domino has fallen. Also, we're seeing community-wide businesses closing. But more importantly, we're also seeing businesses innovating. And that's what I'm most interested in. And anybody that might be listening to this that comes across a business that's doing something cool, let us know about it. Because I think it's worthy of, of noting I know many of our breweries again I'm kind of partial towards the uh, the cold wet liquids that flow out of taps locally here um, you know they've had to close shop but they're now offering curbside service where you can get on their website put it in order and they'll actually bring it out to your car a number of local restaurants are doing that we're now seeing restaurants that never delivered beginning to deliver uh, providing I read about a restaurant in the Bay Area that's providing lunches for $5.50 to anybody who comes in and grabs a lunch. And I think it's things like this we need to keep an eye out for because what it represents is the new economy. What's coming next? What we have had in the past, in large part, likely will be no more. So what comes next? And I think there are people out there lurking in the shadows who are quietly innovating who may very well be our next leaders. As we climb our way out of this. so, And then something that the girls and all of us have really thought about are. Who are our heroes? Who are real heroes? You know we talk so much about sports. And, and these athletes. And you know what? I call bullshit. They're just really talented. And they're able to put a ball through a hoop. Or they're able to hit hit a ball with a wooden stick. And we call them great. Or they can put a helmet on and. Bash their brains in until they're a sponge-like substance, and uh, we pay them millions. But these aren't the real heroes. The real heroes are the others. So, girls, who who are some people right now? Who are some people that you think are doing – obviously, we've talked about the nurses and the doctors and those working in the healthcare industry, right? They're doing – Oh boy, I, I I've often thought maybe my wife is overpaid, but I, at this point, yes. I, I believe <laughs> I believe she's underpaid. Um, give them whatever they want. Uh, but aside from the medical industry, what other kind of heroes are we seeing, girls?
1: Um, I know we talked about this as a family. We talked about this yesterday, but um, the people who work in grocery stores are well, being very brave. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Grocers?
1: The, yeah. The people like checking out and the um, people who are like bagging and stuff.
0: What? Yes. Explain further.
1: Because they're like, they're risking get them getting sick from all the people that are in the grocery store. Just wow. to, to stay open. And
2: I agree, Abigail. I was in the grocery store this morning and they can't maintain a six foot distance from their customers and they're touching things they're not wearing gloves or masks probably to not alarm and so I made a point to thank both the the lady who bagged my groceries and the clerk thanked them you know for for doing what they're doing and one of them looked so surprised and she said thank you for being so nice (laughs) so I think it's important to not only recognize it but to say something. People need to, we we need to let them know how grateful we are.
0: So, I mean, you guys got me thinking about this. Like, so you've got one checker and a bagger who are coming into contact, I mean, potentially with hundreds of people a day during their shift, and they are probably getting exposed. But you take those people out of the equation, you take the checker out, you take the bagger out, what do you really have? I mean, we could go all to self-service checking.
2: That might right? happen. They're going to have to bend the alcohol rule, though.
0: <laughs> 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 Sir, you cannot have those fifteen jugs self checking. You know, we're, we're
2: all bending rules in the hospital. Let's bend those rules in the grocery, <laughs> work, right?
0: But even though, even then, everybody that's gone through the self-checkout, no, you screw it up at some point. Somebody's got to come over and help you.
2: Yeah. Right. Which so it's, most people, do. and then people right. are touching the screens more, right? Because oh. you got to touch the screens. I don't know if that's a good solution. And the pin pad thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the grocery store is a dangerous place.
0: Wow. Think about that. How our society has changed. That one of the most vital people is the grocer. The person who we've always seen our whole lives now becomes one of society's most important people. Mm -hmm. Wow. How we have changed. Boy, oh boy. You know, the other one... That I've thought about, Lou. Do you have jump in with a, with any kind of a hero that you've been thinking about?
1: She stole the words right out of my mouth. All oh, right, <laughs> darn it.
0: All right. So I, you know, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna express my bias here, but I, I, I've got to say um, I do think teachers need to be recognized. Um, talk about a woefully underpaid group. Um, you know, folks that are literally having to get second jobs in order to make ends meet are now with no with no advanced warning having to pivot to a form of teaching that's completely foreign. And we made reference to this a couple episodes ago. But I, I do think, you know, we can't forget. Yes, people are being homeschooled. Kids are being homeschooled. But there are still countless kids that are receiving online education from their teachers who have not been trained to do this. And not only are we designing systems to educate the kids. We're having to care for their social and emotional needs from a distance. You know, we forget so many of so many students out there, school is their refuge. School is where they get the majority of their food. I know I can speak for many of my students. School is their safe place. I and we, my colleagues are the most stable forces in their lives. So often their homes are are just toxic and violent and neglectful. And so then we're asking them to stay in those environments and hunker down. Uh, I tell you what, that's, those are the kinds of things that keep me and my colleagues up at night because we can't do everything for them like we were doing before. But we're working. We're trying. We're trying to find a new way. But I'm going to tell you this, and I've got a surprise for you guys. Another hero. Another hero. You take this person out of the equation. And bad things start to happen. And this person shows up once in a while. And so often makes things disappear in our lives. And if those things don't disappear, you can see disease. You can see filth start to accumulate. Who are the most important people in our society right now? Lule? Garbage gotcha. The garbage truck.
1: Easton folks. would love this. Yes.
0: Our boy Easton absolutely worships garbage truck drivers. He and is you a know future
1: what garbage truck driver?
0: I'm gonna tell you right now that my boy saw this coming long <laughs> before anyone else. Because right now, those guys and those gals who are in the waste disposal industry, they are exposed to every bit of trash that we touch. They are touching every trash can that's touched by, by people. You know a huge percentage of our population has coronavirus or will have coronavirus and the trash is going to still be taken out. So God damn it, you see these people, you thank them for what they do because they are absolutely vital and they are our new heroes. So grocery store clerks, teachers, nurses. Doctors, firemen, police officers, and the ever important garbage truck worker. I have one more. Oh, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay.
2: (laughs) Because you didn't ask me. Oh. I'm just sitting here waiting to be called upon.
0: Such a compliant (laughs) wife. I love this. Give it a moment. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, now you can go. Uh,
2: Exactly. (laughs) Scientists.
0: Scientists? Yeah. What do scientists do? According to our fearless leader, Donald Trump, scientists carry very little weight in our society. Science is, is almost like voodoo. I mean, all we have to do is listen to Donald Trump. He knows so much more than the scientists do. <laughs> he even knows what the cure for coronavirus is. He's just keeping us waiting. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like The Apprentice. Got to have a little bit of suspense so people come back from the commercial. But I'm going to let you speak your piece about these so-called heroes, <laughs> known as scientists.:
2: Yeah, scientists. So here's the deal. This will taper down. you know, they think, maybe, depending um, if how it behaves like other viruses when it gets hot. But guess what? Coronavirus is coming back <laughs> in the fall. And the winter next year, and it might mutate just like the flu.
0: So this is like American Idol, like we get one season and then it kind of goes away and then comes back again?
2: So even though we're all socially isolating, this isn't going to go away, and it might mutate like other viruses typically do. Although I heard that because it's not, it's more of an RNA virus, it mutates more slowly than Mm. like the flu, which is a DNA strain of virus, but it will come back, and it may come back differently. So. The scientists, every scientist in the world right now is focusing on this. And I think that's so cool. And they're already coming up with research and papers and data. And when I start to get scared, I try to only reference scientific evidence.
0: Hmm. You know, it's interesting, girls, you think about what Mama just said, that when in human history have all the great minds been focused on a singular task? You think about the amount of brain power.
2: The smartest people in the world.
0: All pointed at one factor. One thing. It's it's mind boggling. And the fact that we struggle over the last two months to figure this out speaks volumes about Mother Earth. She will give you... (laughs) She weaves like a riddle like no one else. I mean, a riddle that the greatest minds can't even seem to begin to crack. And just when they think they've figured it out, they realize they haven't. Oh, Mother Earth, she is a bitch. <laughs> 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 yeah, but so you brought up a question and I, I brought up a point and I have a question. Like, girls, you know, there's gonna be seasons of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Like, how will that influence fashion?
2: Oh, fashion? we're gonna wear really sexy masks every <laughs> well, winter. <laughs> well, you
0: know, like I'm told, like you know, browns are a little more fall-like. We gotta go a little more yellows and and pastels maybe in the spring. I obviously I know exactly what I'm talking about. But you know, this is a thing we gotta start to figure it out. We, you know, what if we figure this out before Hollywood does, then we could actually kind of be a trendsetter. We could be like Mama can be a coronavirus fashion influencer. Yes. No.
2: Yay! That's Rachel's job. Oh,
0: okay. All right. We'll leave that I'll one to her. I'll have
2: to consult with Rachel. All
0: right. Well.
2: You can be
1: Rachel's manager. Just give her all your ideas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, folks, we are being stared down by a cat who's up on a pedestal who's looking at us <laughs> like, which one of you shall I kill first? <laughs> so that might mean we've got to run. But... Our apologies. We're going to figure out this damn Wi-Fi thing and be able to get some some guests on because we've got some folks that we know out there that are absolutely fascinating. And, um, you know, we want to know. We want to know what's up. We want to know how everybody's doing and the journey that each person is on. So, girls, any final thoughts?
2: Um, I think he basically said it
0: all. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're
2: going to eat some ribs. Yeah, oh, and potatoes.
0: Yeah, God, how fortunate are we, right? The fact that we can sit here in the face of a virus and the world falling around, falling apart around us, and we can say we're gonna have some ribs tonight. And potatoes. But as we've talked about, these days may not last. And we had a family meeting this morning about how are we going to prepare for a year of this, emotionally, financially physically, intellectually, because we're going to get through this. Just like all of you, we're all going to get through this in some way, shape, or form. And uh, hopefully we can avoid the meat grinder. So... Be well. We'll talk to you soon. And no, Rosanna, we're not going to lose steam. You're going to be forced to listen to this up until like day 89, 90, <laughs> maybe 91. But as long as this madness is going on, we're going to document our family's journey. And God damn it, if you don't like it, keep listening. Because it's good for your ear holes. Stay Later.